The following podcast is intended as a celebration of written fiction, good, bad, and everything in between. We are not literary experts, and nothing we say should be considered as advice or popular opinion. There is no malicious intent, and stories have been supplied voluntarily by their owner. Story quality not guaranteed. Tonight's story is a fun one. <laughs> Do we know that? Uh, how, how fun is it really? <laughs> Can we say this for certain? No, no I cannot. For tonight's reading, we shall have Shiloh on the magical mic. Hello. Joined by myself, Charlie, and Gavin. Hello. You just copied my hello. I said yellow. Mm-hmm. I said a color. Thank you. Anyway, our story has been submitted anonymously. Therefore, therefore, as it is tradition on our podcast, we will be naming the author. So, shall I give you the title of this story so we can think of a name for this author? Yes. It is Gothic Story. Quotation marks. Ebony, Darkness, Dementia, Raven Way from the beautiful fanfiction Harry Potter Twilight crossover that is my immortal. Oh, right. It's been a hot moment, hasn't that? Oh, if this is a gothic story, hoods up. Hoods aren't gothic. Do I look more spooky? Now you just need the flashlight held up to your face. Oh, well, we've already turned off the lights, because I want the right atmosphere. So, shall we begin? Let us. <laughs> Alone. On a crazy cliff stood the forbidding walls of Greenbank Manor. The broad iron gate creaked pendulum-like on its hinges, so covered with rust from the years. Midnight rang out, and all was well, or so it seemed. <laughs> oh no. I, I love the midnight ringing. Like, like, like it's like, ring, ring, hello, midnight calling, it's, it's dark, and... Full of terrors. Is this midnight British? <laughs> everything is British. I love the narration in your mind that everything is British. All things. All things are British. So, it's a British midnight calling. <laughs> Very gothic. Very gothic. No one noticed the hooded figure on the road. The one who would change the fate of Greenbank and all who came across it forever. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> or no, we need that like crack of lightning. <laughs> We'll, we'll edit it in post. <laughs> Greenbank Manor was a wealthy man's dream, complete with black marble towers and diamond panel windows. Only Midas could have boasted a better domain. Every hedge was sculpted, and every tile was imported from exotic lands. But no matter what part of the manor you were in, there was always maniacal, blood-chilling screams. Oh, sounds a little red room. Like, like, well, welcome, master. Like, so, so these are very wealthy people, and uh, you know they probably have some pretty nice little rings they keep to themselves. You, you know the 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 usual torture or 
Sex rays. See, I'm going Where a totally you? different yeah. direction. I'm going the direction of, I think that this is some sort of, like, emo kid wannabe goth who's the head of an MLM scheme, used all the pyramid scheme money to buy this manor, and is now just, like, living their gothic dreams. I just love that it's a gothic story, and we're calling it, and it's called Green Bank? Green Bank. Yeah. So so Green Bank is that is that that they're uh they're like extremely wealthy that <laughs> they own oh my the bank God. of green. Green Bank, like like green, like the money, the green bank. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. No. To be fair, you did start talking before I finished this oh. this paragraph. Oh. Hold on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll back just a little bit, get into mood, and when I pause, then we'll discuss, okay? But no matter what part of the manor you were in there was always my nana. <laughs> my, my nana. My nana. My nana's wow. screams. <laughs> She's screaming at the financial debt of today's youth. <laughs> there was always maniacal, blood-chilling screams. Even beauty could not erase the insanity of its owner. Ooh, I think it is an MLM schemer. <laughs> cult leader. Is there any more things to say? No? Of course not. I, I'm still going with the cult theory. I'm still reeling from Mananical. <laughs> never living that one down. Is his name Manny? Lovely 18-year-old Vanessa Fairchild, alone in the world, arrived at Greenbank Manor one stormy night. Very, very gothic. Blood, not her own, splattered her silk cloak and dress. Why is she wearing a silk cloak? That would not keep you warm on a stormy night. Leaves had tangled among her raven tresses, and purple bruises cooled across her face, all without ruining her charming smile. Very, very gothic. She was a curious girl, always caught in compromising situations. Oh my god! (laughs) I'm sorry. That just, just, that just, oh god, that, there's so many ways that could go. She was a curious girl, always caught in compromising situations, never at the right place at the right time. Except for when it's tonight, when it's stormy. So always in the wrong place at the wrong time? Many women never looked her way, while the men always smiled and waved. (laughs) Such gorgeous bruises you have on your face. (laughs) I mean, I'm assuming those are, like, not the norm. I, I mean, you would assume, but this is how I've seen the character first and foremost. Is it bad that I'm just, like, seeing Amy Lee in, like, a silk cloak? I mean, don't we all want to see Amy Lee in a silk cloak? But, you see, it doesn't fit because it says women wouldn't look at her and men would only look at her. I so. think it's the going back to the whole compromising situation <laughs> thing. Because um, the women are like, oh. She's a party she, girl. She's one of them. She's a party girl. Yeah. Oh. And the boys are like, oh. She's a party girl. Oh, they give her a red A. Little Scarlet Letter. This is the gothic story. That like, is the title. It's a gothic story. That doesn't mean there can't be a red A. There's no gargoyle as well. I'm very Just upset. wait, wait. I think something is about to pop up that'll make you appreciate we're the gonna, gothicness. We're gonna get to the gargoyles. If half the rumors were true, Vanessa was the illegitimate daughter of Morgan Le Fay, had a shrine honoring druidic magic and lured young men to their deaths at night. Of course, the tales were outlandish, foolhardy even, but one couldn't help but wonder, what went on when the sun went down, the blinds snapped shut, 
And the screaming started. That sounds very... MLM owner slash BDSM ring. I, th- <laughs> I think our theories are merging here. Hey, you know what? As long as I get my part in this. It probably wouldn't have been surprising to anyone to hear of Vanessa traveling to Green Bank. She always did odd things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So, so odd. So odd. Once... She was found unconscious in the middle of the woods, surrounded by a ring of fire. No, her going to Greenbank wasn't a stretch. It was quite in her nature. So, so, so her being caught in a ring of fire... Unconscious. Just makes this the norm. Like, she, she has a death wish. Alright. She's... We don't really know about... Okay, so she gets into compromising situations. She's odd. She does weird shit. So everyone, so all these men like her because she's weird? They, they like weird. Apparently Greenbank men like them weird. <laughs> I Alright, that makes more sense. No wonder she's going to Greenbank. She's weird. The men there are weird. Oh, uh, scene change? Different, different thing going on? <laughs> Wait, is that written? No, no. That's me. That's ad-libbing for me. Um... Sir Wedgwood Ledbetter. Wait, what is his name? Sir Wedgwood Ledbetter, the master of Greenbank Manor, often departs mysteriously in the middle of the night. He was a private man and well respected in the community. Is that tense change? Often leaves? Often departs. Yeah, we definitely changed tense there. He was a private man and well respected in the community. One wonders, though, about his priorities when he so aptly defends Vanessa Fairchild's honor. No one ever mentions her around him anymore. He lashes out at anyone gossiping about her. So creepy old MLM scam dude. Really protective of, of the, the V-girl, Vanessa girl. Nah, he's, he's protective of his property. So... <laughs> Is she a part of the MLM, too? Is she well, a new recruit? Yeah, she's the weird girl. She'd be into it. Are they going to sell us mildly priced lemon-scented oils? Perhaps. Or patchouli's a little more gothic, though. Wedgwood has denied repeatedly even knowing her. And yet he defends her. Hold on. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know her, but she is an honorable. I don't know I don't. her, but she is very honorable. I don't what? know is her. Is that actually but... in it? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know her, but she is one fair maiden. Sorry, sorry. I was in my I was in my narrator voice. Yeah, you... my apologies. Don't confuse me. Wedgwood has denied repeatedly even knowing her. Even so, several people have seen him talking with Vanessa, in only a way familiar people can talk. <laughs> this is really gossip colony. So we're going around in a circle of like, do you do you know her? I don't know her, but she's pretty great. Uh, okay, so uh, in today's uh, edition of the Batwing Times, we got a Wedgwood, blah blah blah, hooking up with Vanessa, and they're talking in a familiar way. I mean, if this is Gothic Victorian England, and that's like we don't even know what time this true, is. True, like it, she wears a silk cloak, so and Morgan Le Fay is involved, so that could be any time, really. And she's named Fairchild. On what? What's Wedgwood's last name? Wedgwood Letter Better. What? Or Le- Lead Better. Lead Better. 
It's L-E-D-B-E-T-T-E-R. So Ledbetter. He has a very interesting name. <laughs> Ledbetter Green Bank. Wedgwood Ledbetter. Is he a good leader of a cult? Wedgwood has denied repeatedly even knowing her. Even so, several people have seen him talking with Vanessa in only a way familiar people can talk. He says that she is young and shouldn't be the target of pestering old hags. His story just doesn't seem to hold up. <laughs> All right. Pestering old hags. I'm I'm glad that you know everyone knows that he is a liar. Wedgwood wedging himself between the truth and the lie. One night, the gravedigger in the churchyard in the village near Greenbake Manor dug up an object which he gave to Vanessa. It was a silver-studded dagger from an old, unmarked grave. As you do, because Vanessa's the weird girl. Give her the, sh- the take this dagger. So wait, the studs were silver, or like it was a silver-studded dagger from an old, unmarked grave. You know, studs like you get those like you know like it's like hot topic. Vanessa handled it like a sacred relic, some sort of ancient heirloom from hot topic. The clan hot otopic. I'm getting kind of an Elvira vibe. <laughs> Elvira's Elvira. silk gown, cloaks. Yeah. With her bruised face and leafy hair. Well, more like the silver studded dagger bit. The dagger was the only item she carried as she entered Greenbake Manor that night. Everyone from the town was to attend a huge masquerade ball. Carriages lined the streets up the steep winding path. The coachmen even gambled by a campfire while waiting for their lords and ladies. Very much, much detail. Very important. I mean, is this is this an important town? I don't know. I need to know about the gambling ring outside the MLM mansion. But, it, but that does beg the question. It does seem to be set in, a, in an earlier, like, Victorian, maybe, time. So I suppose my MLM scheme theory is just dead in the water now. Vanessa spoke something into Sir Wedgwood's ear, and he laughed subtly. But then, screaming erupted through the hall, and a small silver dagger stuck out of the chest of the town priest. Wait a minute, who had the dagger? Vanessa had the dagger. She goes up to the guy, with dagger in hand, I'm assuming, and says, whisper something. And then a dagger goes into the chest of the priest. So, so, hold on, isn't the priest, like, down the hall? Didn't you say they're down the hall? Screams coming from down the hall. All right. The dance hall, because they're having a party. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me just get through to the end, because we're so close. We're at the we're at the, the point of no return. Oh, okay. <laughs> We've hit the climax. Pretty much. So, buckle in. It's a ride. Vanessa spoke something into Sir Wedgwood's ear, and he laughed subtly. But then, screaming erupted through the hall and a small silver dagger stuck out of the chest of the town priest. Suddenly, the whole hall fell into chaos, as they were each overtaken and murdered by Vanessa and Sir Wedgwood. It was simply killing the life of the party. (laughs) So... (sighs) Alright, never mind, continue. By midnight, all the bodies sat piling in the center. I thought that midnight already rang! Midnight rang and rang again. By midnight, all the bodies sat piling in the center of the room. Finally, 
June 13th arrived. All was well at Greenbank Manor. The village was empty, the villagers were dead, and Sir Wedgwood and his newly wed bride were free to live without worry of rumors or criticism. They Oof. lived happily ever after, <laughs> with a graveyard of bodies still rotting in their ballroom. So they killed the entire town just because of the rumors? This sounds very much oh like... Oh my god. Like that. I, I felt like that was building up to be a larger universe sort of thing. Like, And then it just killed it. it, it no, the entire universe died because they all spread rumors. <laughs> it took like 75% of the story to describe things. And then 25% of the story to just... <laughs> I, I wouldn't even give it enough credit for 25%. Like, maybe I'd 10%. Say 10%. <laughs> it's like, just a lot of building up. Like, we get this ceremonial sacred dagger from a graveyard. So explain to me. She goes to the graveyard to get a dagger that this guy is just digging out and randomly gives to her. We don't know that this is a meeting, that this was planned. And also, is the grave digger in the ball? And what about the guys outside? The, like, the, 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 the guys that are gambling outside waiting for their, their lords and ladies. Also, is this, like, a, it obviously is a magical dagger of some sort. Yeah. But Does it just, like, fly around the room and kill them? Like, yeah, how do two people kill everyone? Are they vampires? Because, like, it's Ooh, gothic. I like the idea of them being vampires, but definitely... The ceremonial blade that's studded for pleasure. <laughs> also, what's the age difference here? She's 18. We don't know what he is. He's like, but they're vampires, which is a better theory than MLM schemers. Or, I mean, maybe not better than cult leader, but... Well, maybe she is a vampire because she did ride in with blood on her cloak that was not her own true and we don't know what oh was did she kill the grave digger is that why oh was that like a was that a flashback sort of thing so like her getting that yeah. from the grave digger i just what is with these shorter stories and a lot of scene changes i feel like it's very hard to understand because it feels like when you change scenes so often that it has to be a greater scheme of things like right like it has to be a, a larger narrative so like because i feel like we don't even there was not a lot of detail like we know what she looks like kind of like black hair the clothes what wounds or stuff she had but we don't know at all what this dude looks like right no we just know he's some sort of like aristocrat hosting a party at a manner that was very much described, but once you get inside, nothing. <laughs> Just, you know, generic gothic manner. Um, I, I do want to say, like, I don't know how purposeful it was, but just no talking between the characters. Yeah, the dialogue. There was there was no actual dialogue, was there? There was just the the one thing she whispered, he chuckled, and then yeah. that, that is, was it. That is an interesting point. I like that. It makes us... The readers and listeners fill in what what they're saying, what they sound like. Well, it's and, interesting. Yeah. I find in, it, a, in a way, like, you know, she's supposed to be this weird girl, right? And, like, he's kind of, like... The thing I don't believe is, like, this whole, like, oh, I don't know her, but I defend her. Like, that just... There's a lot of things that I think don't... I feel like the story needed to be longer. 
Well, it was definitely, like, I guess it was a lot more clear in the end, but, mm -hmm. like, they loved each other in in some weird way. Yeah. But, like, to the point where he may not openly, like, defend her, defend her but, like, he, like, tries his best to defend her. I don't know how to say it. Well, and, like, all these weird things that happened to her, like, the, 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 the druid... What was it, the druid uh, altar, like, the the circle in the wood. Like, it almost, like, why would the town not have just, like, burned her as a witch or something, you know? It seems like that would be fitting of the time. But we didn't even know the time frame until the carriages. True. I, I don't think that, I think that by Victorian England time, the witchcraft burning was a little, it was not, like, completely gone, but it wasn't as prominent. I mean, I don't know, it just, like... <laughs> And like the fact that they killed the priest first, I feel like was a really important. Well, you know, it, it said that she she was well. It's like the rumors, rumors about her being the daughter of Morgan Le Fay, which yeah, so like a witchy thing. But then no, no other real Luring. witchy thing other than the random dagger. But we don't even know. I don't know because there's also her being found in the middle of a fire in the woods. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I again, I just like. There's not enough detail, there's detail on the wrong things, I think, or not necessarily the wrong things, but because there's not a lot of detail in general, it's like, the details that are there seem wrong, like, they don't seem like they're the real focus of it. I don't know, I definitely think that they were having a relationship through this entire thing. I don't think that they would just instantaneously get married after killing everyone, so they must yeah, have I'm had some- Yeah, I'm not sure what that means, like, it, maybe this was some sort of, like, ceremony of, like, we can finally be together- all these people are gone. We can have our kingdom, and they're just anointing themselves in the blood of the dead. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I feel like if 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 there was the vampire angle, well, that could have literally like tied up all those questions that we had. But then, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't think it's the vampire angle anymore because we're talking about the witch stuff. Like, well, I mean, supernatural witchy, like as, it all kind of goes together. As it is. Uh, to be honest, I don't know who Morgan Le Fay is. She's like a famous, <laughs> famous witch. Oh, okay. From Arthurian time. <sighs> we can no longer be friends. <sighs> um, <sighs> like, like, think, think, um... Merlin. Merlin, yeah. She's Merlin, but for witches. Well, she's Merlin's half-sister. <clears throat> and there's oh. an incestuous thing between them. At least in... Depending on what... Well, yeah, depending on what lore you... Yeah. Um, I feel like this needs a new name. Because gothic story just doesn't give us anything so i'm wondering what do we call this now in light of everything we've heard we ask you dear listeners what would you title this short story and as always send your answers in to bardroompodcast at gmail.com until next time bye